0: this is the ep growth podcast from hunter rehabilitation and health we are here to grow the exercise physiology profession through supporting the professional and personal growth of young eps in the industry hello and welcome back to another episode of the ep growth podcast i'm your host ryan mccarthy director at hunter rehab and health and joined once again by Chris, with Chris Goward, manager at Hunter Rehab. How you going, mate? Well, thank you, Ryan. How are you this afternoon? Yeah, doing well. Battling uh, a little, little flu at the moment. So sorry if I sound a bit nasally today, but um, yeah, battling through this, uh, this absolute cold snap. It's not even winter yet, and it's absolutely freezing. How are you going? How are you going around?
1: I'm all right, mate. The fireplace at our place is being top and a hiding. I've been chopping up wood for fun. So, am I looking <laughs> like a lumberjack yet? Am I going all right?
0: Oh, getting a bit thick around the shoulders, yeah. Looking good. Thanks, need- thanks, mate. I appreciate that. There was only one only one answer there, and you nailed it. Well done. Just need the uh, yeah, the, big, the big flannel and the big beard, you'll be set. Yeah, working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What are we um,
1: talking about today, mate?
0: Yeah, let's let's add some more value today. Looking forward to this one. Um, I think this will help a lot of EPs. Uh, Would have helped me if I heard this episode back when I was a young, young EP, but uh, talking all about when your client plateaus, uh, when your client's progress plateaus um, and, and what to do and what strategies can we put in place? Um, Yeah. What thoughts go through our head um, and yeah. What what can we do to to improve this? Because it will happen. Um, It will happen that your clients will plateau. Um, There's different, uh, different types of clients that not all our uh, clients that we see are acute injuries. They just get better with time. Uh, there's a lot of complex ones. So yeah, talking all about clients and uh, and what to do when they plateau is what we're going to go through today, mate. But um, yeah, I'll maybe get you to kick it off, mate. Um, yeah. Any, I guess, I guess initial stories of, of uh, when a client has plateaued uh, for you in the past and um yeah, a bit of context around that, and and just what type of client they were, and and what happened, and um, and what strategies did you go through?
1: No, never made. All my clients were straighty one eighty. Never had an issue. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's, it can be really challenging, right? Uh, I'd say firstly, maybe a little bit towards your ego, um, a little bit frustrated. Like, why isn't this working? This should be working, uh, and it's for whatever reason it's going, or, or you've hit that as you just said plateau. So, um, I think. First and foremost, you need to just sort of slow it down and have a, a good look at what you've been doing. And that probably starts with a, a really solid assessment or reassessment. So you need to consider how often are you doing those
0: um, for your own practice, right? How often
1: would you do a reassessment?
0: Yeah, so I, I liked reassessing every four weeks. Um, every four weeks was um, was a really good routine for myself. I really like to see mm. that. Just You talk about, um, yeah, Periodization and and programming and yeah, doing little yeah four week blocks, but I think anywhere between four to six weeks is is ideal because that's sort of how we do a periodized plan um, in those four to six meso cycles and um, yeah, so I think reassessing uh, every four to six weeks is is ideal. I think with most clients, yeah, I was very similar.
1: I would go pretty well every four weeks, and I think it's important you run that through your filter as well. So you're not going to get to a four week at the end of a four-week cycle and go, oh, my my client's plateaued here. Like, we've got to change everything. It's, it's going wrong. Depending on what you're seeing, what you're working with, you might not be expecting much of a change until eight, nine, 10 weeks in time. So maybe uh, it really does depend what you're assessing in that four weeks. Maybe it's compliance to the program. Are they doing the little small 1% things that will see the change for you at eight, nine, 10 weeks in, in time? So you do need to consider that. I think uh, back to have I got any stories, I think uh, within the workers' comp system, one or two really complex clients within that system there where, yeah, the things we were looking for were going to be seeing it next week. It was going to be a long-term thing. And that really involves good quality communication with the client all the other stakeholders that, yeah, this is what we're looking for in a period of time. But in the next four weeks, this is what I want to see. And it might be a process-driven thing. So we're checking, have you been doing A, B, C? And that can be, you put things in place to measure that, be it like use of an app or, or otherwise to keep things reasonably objective. So, yeah, your assessments, but make
0: sure you're you're very clear
1: with what you're looking for and why.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I definitely agree with that. I think as well, um, yeah, there's obviously complex ones that we get that are um, have been injured for many many years, and we they're using us sort of as a um, as a last resort, and that makes things yeah very challenging. But what I like everyone and encourage everyone to do is, is yeah, put your ego aside and don't allow it to be, or just don't ignore it. Basically don't, don't ignore it. If, if you've got mentors or anyone in your clinic, run it by them. Um, it's just totally normal and it's totally okay, but run it by them that you, that you are stuck that the, that the client isn't the client is plateau. They're not progressing and ask for a sit down to go through everything you've been doing and, and get some, get some feedback, um, if you don't have a mentor in uh, in your clinic. a good quick, quick plug to our EP growth mentoring program. you can reach out to one of us here, but it's um it's something that yeah, I encourage everyone to reach out to and, and talk about because the last thing you want to be doing is yeah, 60, 70, 80 sessions and just absolutely no progress whatsoever. If it's getting to a certain period of time and you're not seeing that those are uh, those results, then yeah definitely speak with someone about it mate. Um, that's that's what my yeah. my advice what are your thoughts on it mate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You want to ask someone sooner rather than later, right? Even if you're like you're pretty confident with the plan you've got ahead, like you want to if you've if you've got it available to you, ask someone sooner rather than later like you know, hey Ryan, this is what I want to do with this type of client. You know, do you reckon that looks about right? Is that similar to what you would do? Just a bit of reassurance I suppose. Maybe real quick yeah, you see something off the top of your head, you're like, oh, it sounds good, but be mindful of this. Or have you considered this? And you're like, oh, you know what? I haven't considered that, but it's not too late now for me to add it in. So you can have those conversations, yeah, sooner than 60 sessions <laughs> mm. uh, and make sure that that client's journey is as good as it can be. But I suppose within that, what are some of the, the things we need to consider beyond just the person's programming? So, you know, we're talking sets and reps and loads and things like that. What sort of things... um do you reckon become factors for for clients when they're plateauing? Plateauing is that a word? Mm. Plateauing <laughs> plateauing. <laughs>
0: plateauing in their sessions. <laughs> what do you reckon? Uh, outside of sets and reps, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of factors involved. I guess that that come into it. Um, I think oh, we, we could talk about this for a long time. I think beginning, <laughs> um, beginning with motivation, motivation um, towards why do I have to be doing this? If They don't have the mm. motivation; they're not going to be adherent. And adherence is is the I'd say adherence is the number one factor as to why people don't get results in exercise physiology clinics, um, personal training, anything like that. It's is adherence. So we need to be putting things in place to make sure that the patient is adherent, and it starts with yeah motivation around that. So um, yeah, checking their adherence, checking what they're doing um, outside of uh, of the sessions as well. They're only there's 156 hours in the week. They're with you for maybe one or two of those. What are they doing for the other 154? They could be overloading. They could be underloading, doing nothing. Um, we just really don't know. So diving deeper and being being aware that most of that, most of the um, the magic happens outside of the outside of the clinic, and, and knowing what happens there. So asking really good questions to um, to understand what, what does it look like. Um, just the other day, I was yeah, asking someone um, why they weren't getting better, and, and and then they discussed it to me that they were doing yeah twenty two thousand steps per day. Um, as part of their work, and, and they had they had a foot injury and they had tendonitis, so they are obviously doing too much every single day. They had to step it back, um, but and they're like, "I'm doing all the strength exercises at the clinic," but um, obviously, yeah, that, that means absolutely nothing if you're if you're doing twenty two thousand steps a day and you've got yeah tendonitis. Um, so yeah, so it's just understanding the factors outside. I think would be would be the main one before we go anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sh- Sure. I like to keep eye yeah. on things like
1: stress, sleep, alcohol intake. I think the type of sort of client we're talking about here that they're, they're more complex, they've been going through an issue for a while, stress and things like that can start to creep in, affect sleep. And then obviously if you know, pain's involved, I think a lot of people um, might try to start managing with the alcohol intake or increase alcohol intake. So those yeah. things are going to slow down uh, recovery a fair bit. So having, as you say, Ryan, good quality conversations to, to um, make sure you understand everything. I suppose this seems obvious, right, to us, but are you raising this with the client? Like, you know, some people might get a little bit sort of defensive and like, oh, shit, it doesn't look like we've achieved a great deal recently. Like, I'll I'll just carry on doing what we're doing or making little adjustments, but I won't give this
0: feedback to the person because it doesn't look great. Like, what, where do you stand there? Mm. Yeah, so I think on this podcast we're all about giving uh, little chunks of gold some actionable items that the um, listeners can uh, takeaway and this is going to be one of them so um, an actionable item you can use here for a client that's plateauing is when you've identified it uh, i used to always do this I'd, I'd call it a reset session be a reset session rather than greeting them in the in the welcome room walking into the gym going through the process i'd walk them into into the office and and let them know that we'll spend the session um, in the office sitting down and doing a reset session and as having those hard um, honest conversations say listen we retested last week there's been no progress for some time. Um, what do they say? The um, the definition of, um, yes yeah, stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So it's, um, yeah, it's time to change it up. So we sit down, do a little goal setting session, look at the management plan, look at the exercises um, and just refresh, um, re- restart and refresh the, the program and sit down with them for a good hour um, and go again. Um potentially uh, increase the frequency of sessions for like a a month period. So for this next four week block, I've only been seeing you once a week, but to ensure that we get that adherence and we get the program um, up to speed and running, I might want to see you three times a week just for this four week block, just to restart and reset and get back on track with things. So sometimes they need that um, just to get back on track and, and that seemed to work. A lot of the times you get a, a brand new management plan, you go through some some different exercises, you're seeing them more often, you're having more conversations with them, you're getting to know them even, even more now and, and maybe uncovering some other barriers um, because you're chatting with them more throughout the week. And um, after mm-hmm. four weeks, you retest again. Oh, here we go. Some little results. This is working. All right. Um, and then, yeah, communicate that back to them. And, and, and there you go. You're sort of over that plateau.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that you, you're getting permission to have these conversations, right? And one of the key ways you do that is reframing at the start of all of your consults that yeah, we're going to. Part of this is keeping each other accountable, right? So you're going to that conversation with like, "Hey, you need to tell me like, is this program not working for you? Is this what's not right about this for you? Because I want to change it for you." So that's that's parking your ego for a second and thinking, "Well, like, yeah, maybe I've overlooked something here for this person." So you're willing to change. So the, the client in that case is holding you accountable, but then at the same time part of your job as an EP and caring is holding the client to account for what they've told you is deeply meaningful for them. So Mm -hmm. if they've come and said, this is a meaningful goal for me. I want to achieve it. You've done everything in your power provided the best possible program. And then they're not doing it. They're not turning up or whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, some sort of external factor we've just discussed part of your role is to have a good accountability conversation with them and say, look, you can see from the results here, we're not where we need to be. And these are some of the possible reasons why, now, how do we move forward together to get the result? So, uh, yeah, can be a difficult conversation, but um, had them before. And it was a real turning point for us, for, for myself and clients in this situation in moving forward towards a result. So, got to be brave in having that conversation, practice it with
0: a mentor if you like beforehand, but yeah, certainly don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. 100%, mate. And um, mindful of time, but um, one last thing that I'll um, add on to the back of that is. Um, is potentially looking at other areas of their life um, which may not be plateauing. So sometimes we might be so focused on range of motion or pain score and, and it's plateauing. But for someone with chronic pain, like we don't know how to reduce their, their pain. It could be a, a constant four out of 10 for the rest of their life. But if we've got them back into playing golf, then um, yeah, if we're focusing purely on that pain score every single week, then we're plateauing. But I guess if we've looked at uh, things they enjoy doing and getting back to that, then we're not um, we're just allowing them to yeah, get back to normal um, normal activities and things that they enjoy. So if their mental, health, sh- their mental health is better, that's that's not a plateau. So it's about being optimistic, positive, and looking at all areas of their life as well.
1: Yeah, such a huge point, mate. And as you say, for time. But uh, yeah, plateau for some people is not, not a bad thing, right? Like they might have been up and down in their pain scores, like having real flare-ups here and there. And they may not have, uh, in this example, increased strength, for example, but uh, their pain levels have remained quite steady, you know, flare-ups. So you would say, well, they've plateaued in in their strength, but actually it's a real progress because we're not having flare-ups anymore. So mm. it's that's, that's kind of a win. It's important to communicate that out to other stakeholders where appropriate, like, oh, haven't made progress, or you kind of have, you've settled down to the flare-ups. So it's a real win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very important to put that as context. Um, yeah. If you're doing your just normal capacity tables on your reports that don't tell a story, make sure if you've got a paragraph underneath those tables, you're telling that story and, and highlighting um, the wins there as well. So um, mm. yeah, that's all we've got time for today, mate. Uh, looking forward to chatting more on the next episode. Can't wait. Bye for now. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the EP Growth Podcast. If you would like to be mentored by one of the high-performing exercise physiologists at Hunter Rehab and Health, please visit epgrowthpodcast.com and click on the mentoring page to learn more. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends so we can ultimately grow this profession together. Thank you.